Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Let it go. Let it go. Let this freaking cold weather go. <laughs> Hey, Danny, how you doing? I'm doing quite well, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I didn't expect you to serenade. To, you to, like that? Yeah, I like that. That was very nice. Where, where is that from? That's from Frozen. Yeah. Yeah, we just started. We, just, we started. I figure, out, you know, I got Frozen on the brain because we started talking about uh, if it was out or not. And the fact that it's cold again, once again, here in the Crescent City in <laughs> New Orleans. I thought it was more an honor because you drove your uh, party guest mad by playing the Frozen soundtrack on repeat at your girl's birthday party this past weekend. Oh, yeah, there is that. There is that part, too. But she wanted that, and I was like, okay, sure, why not? I was I was inside and outside most of the time. So it wasn't too bad for me, but I guess you all kind of heard the brunt of it. Oh, we heard it over and over and over again. I didn't realize it was on repeat. That's it was, the weird thing. <laughs> the people, the, the natives were growing restless. The natives? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think Joy was ready to take a, an axe to your... <laughs> to oh, to your my, my, my little system thing? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a shame. Yeah, that's such a good movie. But anyway. Um, yeah, it's cold, man. It's, it's, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't cold. mind. Because I know in like two months, we're going to have a hot streak... And that's true. It'll be hot. In, it's actually nice in the studios. I believe that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice and comfy. But I do miss wearing shorts and sandals and as, not as much clothing. I was I was doing that the last two to three days wearing shorts. Yeah, it's a nice feeling. It's kind of mm-hmm. freeing. But anyway, we got quite a bit of show. Yeah, yeah, we got quite a bit of show, man. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. All right. So, dude, the first thing I'm gonna lead off with is I'm just gonna come out and say it and admit it. And have no shame about it, because I know there's some people out in the Disney verse that you know feel a little bit opposite of what I think. But I'm, I'm. You ready? I'm, yes, I'm just gonna say it. I enjoy Animal Kingdom, and I really like Dinosaur. Why is that controversial? I don't. Know, there's a lot of people that you know, don't like Animal Kingdom because it's a waste of time or whatever. It's just you know half day park argument, all that kind of business. And Dinosaur, you know, they they just don't like Dinosaur either. I'm, this is news to me. Really? <laughs> Animal Kingdom is, is to me, the most visually appealing and stunning um, park that... Yeah, I like it. I enjoy it. You yeah. Know? I mean, Chester and Hester's dino whatever. That's, there is that. that that's <laughs> a tragedy. Yeah. That, that should be put out of its misery, but... Yeah, I mean, the theming of it's great. Why dinosaur? It's a really good ride. What, I think it's a good I, I'm not too sure. I think it's because like, some of the effects sometimes don't work. They don't think it's as great a ride. And a lot of people that don't like it, they also compare it to uh, uh, Indiana Jones, which is the exact same ride path system, ride path, everything else. Indiana Jones out in Disneyland. you know. And yeah, if I compare the two, yeah, Indiana Jones blows dinosaur out the water. But dinosaur in and of itself, I really enjoy. I like the whole thing, I- you know? Even Mrs. Huxtable in the pre-show, you know, that whole business, you know. I remember you being able to wait in line, you know, and you got to see the stuff. You got to see the whole show with the, the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex or I guess like uh, that dinosaur that's sitting in that uh, big oval area. You know, they had the whole comet show mm-hmm. uh, that kind of, I guess, really show. It kind of narrated what happened, you know, how many billion years ago and 
uh, went all the way up until when the comet struck and everything else. So that was kind of cool, but I really dig it. You know, even with the uh, the chemical formulas for mayonnaise, ketchup, and mustard pipes. You know, <laughs> yeah. I just think I like that ride. I like the, you know, I dig the theming of it. I like the the whole concept behind it. You know, yeah. Granted, is it compared to Indiana Jones? Is it pale? Yeah, Indiana Jones is a great ride. You know, but, no doubt. But still, it, in and of itself, by itself, dinosaur is killer. That sounds like such a snooty thing to say, though. Which is that it why, why is it such a bad thing that has the same ride path yeah i mean as, i like it, it i mean we don't have any on jones in yeah we so don't yeah who cares yeah yeah i, I don't understand either but I, you know it, you know i'll listen to shows and i'm not gonna call any names out you know just out of respect for them but it's like you know i'll listen to other shows and stuff and it's just like will you tell me like, huh? yeah i can tell you after <laughs> you yeah edit it yeah. out or whatever you need to do well, i guess i could do that yeah. so this will be edit point but yeah um all right so we back on yeah back on yeah okay uh wow that that's quite a yeah quite i told i told danny uh the, the shows that i as, as the ones i listen to the, the people that do not like uh um what do you call it um dinosaur or animal kingdom i like animal kingdom and yeah, i chose that over the studios yeah epcot is so screwed up right now and the studios are really screwed up right now i mean you could literally take um the majority of the studios as we did when we reimagined it yeah. and, and just scrap i want to say the yeah, yeah the majority of it you could you could scrap most of it and and come up with some, and i don't think people would i don't think anyone's going to miss the indiana jones stunt show right or lights motor action or the backstage tour yeah or i mean i just don't see it i mean you can you can scrap so much of that epcot Future World is a mess. Right. I mean, an absolute mess. There's there's no real theming going on there. The only thing that really holds that park together is the World Showcase. Right. And the festivals that happen in it, you know, I guess is the yeah. only thing that keeps it afloat. Well, that's really what Epcot is. I mean, in fact, you know, when they're raising, I and mean, I know we're going to get to this, but when they're raising the prices for the Magic Kingdom, right. they should be dropping the price to Epcot because all Epcot is now is a means to go eat and drink. Right, right, right. Pretty much one big restaurant kind of service. Thing. Which, which ah, two, that's not too bad. Two main rides. I mean, which I'm okay with. Yeah. But they still could do a lot more, I think. There's such a vast amount of space. Yeah, but with as much money as they charge you for food and alcohol. <laughs> right, there's, there's, there's that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that could be another show at how we reimagine Epcot. No, you know? I, I hate to tell it to the to the people that you were listening to me uh, while, while you while, uh, we were not. Well, we're, yeah, while I was editing right. out. But yeah, no, Animal Kingdom is probably the second best park. I like it. If, I if like you leave game. out the water parks. Now, if you put the water parks in there... Uh, well, that's a whole other game, yeah. Yeah. And that's something I still haven't experienced. So next time we go, you, you I'll gotta. have to do... A, well, I'll have to make sure, I guess, it's during a, a warm month. You have to mentally prepare yourself for it because the the psychosis is is that you're, you're, you're blowing a day. You're wasting a day. Yeah. Well, it's still like a theme park, I guess. It is, it is. But I mean, I'm just saying that's that's the psychosis of the hour. Oh, I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to go to the water. No, 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 right. no. I'd miss out on a day at Epcot. Really, you'd miss out on doing something that you've done yeah. twenty times before within the last year. It's like no, go go to just take that one day to discover yeah. something new, and you'll be it's like you'll be a kid. You'll be falling all over, in love with it all over again. Well, falling well, in love with Disney all over again. It reminds me. I don't know if uh, you ever went, but in in Houston you had Astro World. Yes. And right across from you had Water World. So yes. it was like you know we, I went one day to Water World. I went one day to Astro World. You yeah. know, maybe went back. So it uh, to me, you know. It, that's how I'd view it. It's just another thing to do, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I have no problem doing it. It's just like going to play the golf courses or something or other. You oh, know that, I mean? those are fun too. But yeah, yeah, the water parks add a lot more to the experience than I, I don't know. That most people take advantage of, and I guess a lot of people don't do it. And, and with prices getting, and again, I'm just keep. 
Would you say you could that. spend a whole part of a, a good part of the day at a water park? Yes. There's enough to do there, I'm sure. Yes. Probably, yeah. yeah. I think so. I would agree with that. I, I think you could spend, I mean, any more time than what you can spend at Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not an evening park, obviously, right. but I mean, yeah, uh, like I said, the studios isn't, and neither is Animal Kingdom. Right. I, I just think you just have more fun at the at the water park. Right, right, right. Um, so speaking of which, I guess we can go to our next thing about the park tickets going up. Um, if you haven't seen it, you know, park tickets went up, guys. You know, one-day park, so like $99. I think there's going to be a $25 increase in annual passes, you know, for, for the regular Joe. Um, so, yeah, be prepared. We're getting inching awfully close to that $100 mark. And, you know, if you think about put it all together, um, it, it all adds up to $100. I think I might have mentioned that on the show already. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're, you're talking about that uh, Universal getting close, but you buy the Express Pass and it's still uh, it's it's over a hundred bucks now. You know, it's it's so I mean that, that's that's just the nature of the beast. You know, that's, that's how it goes. Um, well, I think that as long as they're not as long as they're not charging significantly more than their competition, they're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll be fine. They'll be and they're always I think always going to stay neck and neck. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, right, so. Magic Kingdom is going to be about ninety nine dollars, and then the other three parks are still at, at are going to be at ninety four. So there's like a five dollar difference in the other parks for some reason. I, I mean, I know Magic Kingdom's the most popular park, obviously, duh. But I mean, you know, there's that. And then as far as um, annual passes go, well, what would be the the tipping point for you? What what would be too much for a day? Would be for too tickets? Much, yeah, because obviously that's that's their job is to figure out how much we would pay, and, and you know wh- what our what our actual limit is, and and if and say okay, we'll give them that, and and call it a day. Wh- wh- right. Where would it be too much? Where would you say like if it got to maybe one twenty a day? Right. Would you at that point in time finally say yeah, no, I'm not doing that? Oh, I'm not too sure because you know I go through the annual pass route. Right. And so I I pay the I guess the bulk amount of tickets. Um, so essentially what I paid about 400 for my annual pass with a discount DVC. Mm-hmm. So if the prices got up to about a hundred or so or whatever else, that's about four days mm-hmm. in a park or something like that. Um, saying, let's see, I'm looking here. The annual passes go up like about $25 from like six and on a six So, I mean, if it ever gets to that point, it's almost like, uh, you know, I'll probably get my money's worth through the annual, annual pass. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you pay one hundred twenty dollars for a one day ticket, or and if you think of like uh, uh, longer ticket stays, or maybe going to average or close to what an annual pass is, mm-hmm. I guess the breaking point would be uh, the break even point would be you know when that when when you buy a one day ticket equals the amount of like an annual pass kind of thing, you know, and so with the annual pass, chances are if I go more than the six days or seven days or whatever else, I'm okay with it, you okay. know. And and that's great information, yeah. but like for your average, the average Joe, I'm not yeah, too for sure. The average Joe, like how, like at what point would you be saying, okay, that's way too much for a theme park, Co- considering the experience that you're getting now? Because we've already talked about it previously that Epcot and 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 the studios, in my opinion, are both two parks that just, yeah, I don't know that you get your money's worth from, from those parks in terms of what you get yeah. for admission. Yeah, I think Magic Kingdom, you absolutely do. There's more than enough to do there, paying for the food. I mean, the entertainment there is is perfect. Oh, there's tons to do, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you go to Epcot, the entertainment costs extra because most of the entertainment, like you said before, it's like food and food, wine and alcohol. And, yeah. Uh, the entertainment in, in Future World, I mean, you got Soaring and you got Test Track. It's almost like, you know, 
you suffer just to get on those things, and you know it, it's a, it's a what five minute ride. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Soren, uh, maybe like what would be your breaking point? It's kind of hard for me to say. So to I mean, speak. It's, because we're, I think because we're such Disney obsessed people. Yeah. You, it, would you have a breaking point? I mean, mm, yes, I, I would. Yeah. Ha- I would have a breaking point. I think. Yeah. I think if we ever got to. Where it's not financially feasible to pay yeah, for I mean, one, yeah. I mean, like if we had another person, like you have another person to pay for now. Like mm-hmm. if you have a family of four, right? So that's four people to go ahead and and take care of, right? Um, if we had another child, yeah, and we would have to pay stretched out like yeah. for like over six days, you know, per day for that other child to get in there. Now, suddenly the theme park price tickets get to be a little crazy, right? So, um. I don't know. I'd have to say if you got above 120, right. that would be a point where I'd have to be like, okay, now you're just getting greedy. Right, right. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. I mean, look at it from the state of what's happening now. You know, if, if, if like, with inflation and all that kind of business, um, if it goes past where everything else kind of is, I guess that would be my breaking point, too. You know, like if I'm, I I get paid a certain amount, but I haven't gotten a raise or whatever else, and the ticket prices keep going up, there's gonna be a point financially where it's just I just can't do it. Yeah, you know, and and that's how I feel ex- exactly. I mean, as it is, when we go now, we always go off season to go ahead and save right. money. And there's always it to me. It's it's a it's fast approaching that level, and I'm trying to figure out a, an artificial tipping point. But for everyone, it's different based upon their budget. I right. don't have a. Um, we're doing well enough right now where I don't. The budget doesn't even enter into it. Right, right. If we weren't doing as well as what we're doing, there would be a hard line amount that we could pay. And we probably couldn't afford these new, right. um, I don't want to say these new prices because, I mean, it, it's just been driving this direction for so many years. But, I right. mean, it reminds me of that scene in Jurassic Park where they're, uh, I guess, they're on the helicopter or mm-hmm. wherever they're at. They, they Not in the helicopter. What am I talking about? They're in the... Um, the Explorers? The, uh, the, the trucks or vehicles or whatever? Some, I can't remember what... Just edit all that shit out. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of that scene in Jurassic Park where the lawyer is speaking to John Hammond. Yeah. And he's like, you know, we're going to make a fortune on this place. He's like, and we can charge whatever we want to charge, you know, this much a day, that much a day, anything we want really. And John Hammond says, well, no, 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 no. I don't want my park to cater exclusively to the super rich. These animals are for everyone to, to right. enjoy. Right. And the lawyer says, oh, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll have a, a coupon day. A coupon day, yeah. 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 <laughs> and there's just such a condescending, you know. <laughs> right. Just limited my way of thinking. And that's kind of what we're approaching now is that for the average family, if they want to go, they're going to have to go during coupon day. Right, right. There's going to have to be some kind of a a deal, a discount, and it's going to ensure that when you go, it's going to be as miserable as a time as it can possibly be because it's going to be super, super crowded. Yeah, it'll definitely change the demographic of what goes to the parks now. You know, you're going to have basically people that can afford it. You know, which is, you know, there are you know, people have been saying that for years, but even more so with the ticket prices, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it'll happen. You know, it, 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 you just there's people just can't just can't go, and a certain part of the population just really can't afford a Disney vacation kind of thing anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm wondering if they're gonna they're trying to push towards that. I mean, I have I don't know. It's kind of it's it's kind of funny to me. That might be a whole other topic for debate (laughs) and discussion or whatever just to see but anyway that's a that's that hey a little happiness news for me i just i just read that uh there's gonna be 
a new bridge linking the marketplace of Disney Saratoga Springs. So now I can walk from my home resort all the way to the downtown Disney area. Happy times. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, just a little little tidbit of news there. You know, I figured I'd just share. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. For those who don't walk enough when you're at Disney. Right, exactly. All right, Disney has unveiled their new Disney Anywhere app, which is going to allow people to connect via iTunes. If you have an iTunes account, you're in luck. You'll be able to uh, connect uh, via iTunes, and you'll be able to buy and watch Disney and Pixar and Marvel movies anywhere. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I have it on my iPad right now, and it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, Kevin and I were downloading it before the, uh, before the show started, just so we can kind of take a test run. Kevin got to do a little bit more than I did because I was running into issues and just, you know... You want to talk a little bit about the issue just in case any of the listeners decide to do this? Because that's probably something important for them to know, right? Yeah, here's a little technical snafu that I ran into. If your Disney account email address is different than your iTunes account, you're going to run into some problems. So you may want to make sure your email address and everything match for, for the iTunes account, match your Disney account before you do it because I had to change everything and now it works just fine. Did you have to change everything to be the same now or is that what you work or well, were I just, you able to get it to work? The only thing that I really changed, I mean, I made sure the password was the same as well, but the only thing I changed was the email address itself. The email, I had two different email addresses, one for my, yeah. one for my Disney account, which has been set up forever and one for my iTunes account, which I right. got like last, I don't know, last year when I first got an iPhone. Right, right. So uh, prior to that, I never really wanted an iPhone. I never, right. I never liked the I never liked the way Apple did business. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if I could, if I could put it delicately. But, yeah. Um, there you go. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I, I think that this is. And you uh, have it on your iPhone, and I have it on my iPad. You you do. Yep. And I'm, I have film. We'll be having it on our iPad for for our daughter to go ahead and watch it. I really enjoy the idea behind this, though. As as, as what I was saying before. In fact, I can't yeah. wait to start pulling movies out of our library and start adding them to our account. If, yeah. You know, and, and this is the one thing I'm really confused about. I, I think I know the answer to it, but I'm, I'm going to find out as I get to it. I'm assuming this is only for. Um, I'm assuming this is only for uh, if you've purchased a digital copy. Yeah, yeah, and uh, if you notice, uh, I think so. I'm not sure. I'll have to double check, but I, I know it's linked up. I'm looking at it right now. It's linked up to that Disney Movie Rewards thing. So when you buy, uh, I guess a. A movie and has that code or whatever for your movie rewards. You can enter the code here on this page, and then uh, assuming it says, "Look, find code on Blu-ray and DVD inserts." Uh, enter the digital code and enjoy your movie everywhere. I'm just looking at the little ad right there. So, uh, it looks like even if you d- you don't buy the package with the digital copy, you m- you still probably be able to get it through the movie rewards program thing if you're if you're enrolled on it. And at, how do you? Uh, um, Link if you already have a movie rewards thing, I don't know how exactly you would link uh, that to this yet because I, I don't have one. This is the first time I've dealt with the movie rewards thing. Alrighty, so we just took a break real quick to check it out because we wanted to see whether or not we could go ahead and uh, play a little bit with our Disney Anywhere app, and I started adding a couple of movies there. So yes, as long as you went ahead and you purchased a digital copy along with your Blu-ray, along with your DVD, you have now. It in your Disney Anywhere thing. And your Disney Anywhere thing. Yeah, so, yeah. I just added Toy Story 3 on there. Plus, oh, we didn't, we've neglected to, uh, to mention this mm-hmm. earlier. If you sign up now, they give you a free copy of The Incredibles. Yeah, that is pretty neat. That is pretty neat. Um, I got that, too, so you ain't got to uh, enter that in. And there's something else I wanted to 
add regarding Frozen, I think it's like within the first week. Oh yeah, you get double the put double the points for the first week when you buy Frozen on Disney Movies Anywhere and get double points for that week. So if you're a Disney Movie Rewards member and you want to buy it, but you haven't bought the movie or anything else, you get double the points for it. There, you know, just a little something, something. Towards Frozen or towards anything? Towards your uh, Disney Movie Rewards account, I guess. Oh, okay, nice. So it'll give you double the amount that you normally get without it. So yeah, just to kind of keep that in mind. So you can get it. <laughs> that was a burp. Sorry. Edit. Kevin's eating bugles. Yes. Bugles and drinking beer. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So it, the Disney Anywhere, man. I like it. Having all my Disney movies in all one place. Um, I guess it'll, I don't know, would that do anything to Netflix? I'm a little bit wor- wondering about that myself because that was. Because um, I know they had, they had that deal and everything else. That was my, a concern of mine because doesn't it lose a little bit of the. Uh, 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 of of the luster because I kind of thought I brought the yeah I did bring the, we were talking about yeah. this earlier that one of the drawbacks to this is that uh, this only works right now via iTunes right right so basically it's not really you can't watch it anywhere like you 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 only get like what three computers that you can authorize mm-hmm. to use your your iTunes account yeah. beyond that you no know, more um, now most people will have their home their work. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like an iPad or something. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if the iPad counts towards it or not. But I mean, point being is that it's at some point you end up running out of these accounts, and mm-hmm. so you can't really watch it anywhere. It's more uh, Disney on the go, right? Where right. you can kind of you know, kind of like the whole phone. football on your phone thing. There you go. So uh, yeah, that that kind of element of it's missing a little bit. The Netflix thing, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about that myself because it's been so easy to just go online and watch Disney movies on Netflix. Right. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, usually when I, uh, right now, if I would install Disney anywhere, I'd be on the same peripherals that I have Netflix on. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, I mean, other than watching other stuff on Netflix, it's like, what's the point of having Netflix um, now just to primarily, if you're watching Netflix just to primarily watch Disney movies, now that you really don't need that, I guess, unless you decide to buy all the movies. I mean, granted with Netflix, you pay for the, you pay like seven bucks for the account and then you get all access to all these movies. Um, whereas through Disney Anywhere, you got to literally buy the DVD and movie itself. And I think I looked up Frozen because I was curious to buy it. Um, but it's like $20, which is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, it's $20 one time mm-hmm. versus the, the ongoing monthly account for Netflix. So, I mean, you know, you can crunch the numbers and weigh it out. And eventually over time, buying the DVD, I guess, would pay for itself through a Netflix account kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of do. I kind of I'm I'm hoping now though that they start offering um, when you go to the store instead of like generally it's you get the choice between DVD, mm-hmm. DVD and Blu-ray, right. or DVD, Blu-ray and digital copy. You I'm, think I'm, I'm just buying the digital copy? I'm I'm saying Blu-ray and digital copy cuz digital copy I can just go buy, I can buy that on iTunes right, right now if I wanted to. Right. But I'm talking about get rid of the blue, of the DVD now because DVDs now they're becoming obsolete with the right. streaming especially with this service. Oh yeah. And um so yeah, I I can Oh, I'm sure that's down the pipe. I'm sure Blu-ray is becoming the standard as yeah, far but right as Right now they can media. charge more because they're giving you 3 for right. the price of 1. And it's like I don't need all 3. Right, right. You know, either offer me DVD and uh, what you call it, uh, the, the the option to stream, mm-hmm. or give me the streaming and the Blu-ray. Right, right. Yeah, because at sense. this point in time, what's the point of buying DVDs at all if not for the uh, extra features? That's, yeah. that's really the one thing that you can't get on Netflix and you can't get through streaming these movies is all the special bonus features that, you know, the making right. of, the featurettes, right. the behind the scenes, the... 
animated shorts. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to look and see whether or not the animated shorts for uh, Toy Story Three yeah. was included in what I just purchased, uh, what right. I just put on there. But um, so yeah, I'm excited about it, but it, at the same time, I'm not. You know, I, I I'm not jumping through hoops. I, it's kind of cool now to know that there's like a, a lot of stuff that I own now that I can now automatically take with me anywhere I go on my phone. So that yeah. way, if my child wanted to watch something, she could watch it. But at the same time, I'm also kicking myself for not having bought the digital copies of some of those movies. A long that, time ago, yeah. yeah. Do you think they'll go to um, charging for those extra features? <sighs> you know, like if you want the behind the scenes for Frozen, you think they'll start charging for something like that, like a small fee, like a 99 cent. Thing like on iTunes or whatever, you know, I, I doubt it because then what's the what's the incentive to buy the DVD anymore? What's the, what's the point? Well, that's what I'm saying. If they're if they're if they're trying to, um, if they decide to if DVD phases out, which I think it will, because Blu-ray players are getting pretty affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, DVDs are gone. Um, they start making Blu-ray players without all the uh, extra stuff. So, um, uh, you know, in in a way, I guess you. It, Depending on how much the movie costs in and of itself through a Blu-ray plus digital copy, um, they might be able to even out the cost of buying the movie itself. And if you want to, they want to charge a small charge for the behind-the-scenes stuff that mm-hmm. you get on a disc. The price might end up being same. Like, say it's twenty dollars to get the digital copy and the Blu-ray, and then maybe you go to iTunes and you buy the movie for say fifteen dollars, and then they charge five dollars for all the extra stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it might be even and, and, you know, as far as price wise there. So if that's the case, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they start charging a little more for the other stuff, then, you know, they might, they might run into a little issue. It's like, why not just buy the Blu-ray? Right. Unless they're looking to, you know, phase out Blu-ray too. Yeah. In lieu of all this, because, I mean, you're starting to get HD content streaming anyway. That's what I'm saying. Now, if if yeah. you can stream in HD, really the only point of buying the Blu-ray now, the only, the only way they have it to incentivize you to go ahead and buy it is by all the little extra things that they're going to offer you. Right. That's a hard copy backup too. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I haven't figured out a way to, to back up my movies accurately <laughs> on, a, on, a, on, a, on a Blu-ray burner or something like that, you know, just like you would buy from a store or something. Yeah, And, and that's one of those things that I'm, I'm, that's, I'm glad it exists because I think DVDs and Blu-rays are so fragile. I mean, yeah. you play them, just take them, you can look and you can already see the scratches just from them being played. Right. Even though you've handled it with kid gloves. Yeah. Um, so it's such a fragile thing that to have this, to have this backup system, as you put it, uh, to me, I, I like it. It's kind of nice. It's kind of like what I do with my iPod. I, I buy discs, my CD discs and stuff, and I, and I load the, this particular compact disc onto my iPod, and mm-hmm. that's the last time it gets stuck into a drive where it might get scratched. Yeah. Stick it in my library forever, and that's pretty much it. You know, <laughs> I'm good to go. I do think that I should be able to purchase, like you, know, like you said before, I, I do think that... Um, you know, like let's say I I, I want to make room in my house. I don't want a shelf full of Disney movies anymore. I want to be able to just turn on and watch them. I want to know that I have my um, or better yet, just put them all in the box, stick them up in the attic in case you ever need them as a backup one day. Right. Uh, but I'm assuming once you bought it, you bought it, and Disney right. has to make good on it, and right. you own right. that digital copy forever. Right. So, um, but I would like it if if you've paid that much money for the the, the three. You know the three disc package mm-hmm. that you should have. Uh, you know the option to be able to access some of those additional features online or right. through streaming or whatever you do. All right, Danny. So you remember our friend John Negroni? You recognize that name? I didn't. Yep. In th- in, until you informed me. Well, this is the guy that we did that those two shows on the Pixar theory. Those very long, tedious shows on the Pixar theory and his stuff. 
But he's again come out with another writing. You know, I forget what you. It, it's circular, circulating around Facebook and everywhere else. And I figure, you know, some of our listeners have probably already read it. But they, you know, he has this whole theory behind the uh, true identity of Andy's mom. You know, uh, long story short, it, it all begins with a hat. Do you remember the hat that Andy wears whenever he's wearing? Uh, cowboy hat or something? Yeah. Yeah? What is it? How would you describe it? Do you the remember? cowboy hat? Yeah. Is it like Woody's or is it not? Off the top of my head, I want to say it's more like Jesse's. You're correct. It is more like Jesse's. Exactly like Jesse's. Um, so let's see. He... Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So he said, uh, for some time, I, I'll, I'll just read straight from his article. You know, it's like, for some time, I compiled all evidence and found some incredible support for this theory. For one thing, take a look at Andy's cowboy hat that he frequently wears in the movies, okay? And he posts some pictures, uh, you know, you get another look and everything else. Um, he says, As you can see, hat, Andy's hat is noticeably different from Woody's. Uh, why is this? Why wouldn't Andy want to wear a hat that closely resembles one worn by his favorite toy? Um, and he goes on to say, has it's it's no secret Andy has a close connection with Woody, um, but he then he points out the fact that uh, you look at Jesse's hat and it, it looks exactly the same. It looks pretty much the same as a uh, 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 hat that he wears that Andy wears primarily whenever he's playing with the the cowboy toys. You know, mm-hmm. the only difference he says is that there's a faded mark where the white lace should be. Uh, why do you think that is, and why wh- and what does Jesse have to do with this? And he goes on to say, kids, if you remember the story of Jessie, her owner, Emily, grew up with her much the same way as Andy. She was incredibly loved, but Emily eventually gave way, gave her away when she grew older. Jessie ended up in a storage for a long time, as confirmed by her in the movie when she has literal, a literal panic attack over having to go back. Now, take a close look on what's in Emily's bedroom. Okay, so he, he has a picture of uh, Emily's bedroom. He says there's a hat that looks extremely similar to Andy's, you know, and it, and it shows a picture of this uh, scene where there's a bed and there's a full size Andy's uh, a Jesse hat sitting on Emily's bed. OK, um, and he says, in fact, you can clearly tell that this isn't a modern day uh, uh, with shots like this. You know, he's talking about the, the posters and stuff, uh, the cards or whatever else that, that Emily has hanging on her wall. It says, uh, the only difference between the hat that Emily wears throughout the sequence and Andy's hat is an extra white lace around the center, which is visibly missing from Andy's hat. Otherwise, the hats are identical. Uh, Excuse me. (laughs) And then he goes on to say, also in the donation box, Emily puts Jesse in. We don't see the hat. We do see other remnants of her connection with Jesse, but the hat is noticeably absent. The box isn't even big enough to hold it. So Emily held on to that hat and maybe passed it on to her child who would grow to also love a cowboy doll. Uh, We never get a a close-up of Emily's face, but we do see that she has a light auburn hair as a teenager. Also, it is very short, which is compared to any post pictures about Andy's mom, the the way she looks. Um, And he points out that the middle picture is closest to what Emily's hair kind of looked like, and uh, he posts some facts um, of what we know for sure, okay? Um, we don't know the first name of Andy's mom. We don't know Emily's last name. We know that Andy's hat and Emily's hat are the same. We know that Emily is old enough to be Andy's mom. We definitely know that Pixar is perfectly capable of sneaking this in without being overt about it. 
You may be wondering how the two characters could be the same if Emily was willing to give Jesse up so easily, while Andy was far more hesitant. Actually, the scenarios are quite similar. Um, Andy forgot about Woody as he grew up, too, despite their strong connection. Andy gave Woody away, albeit in a different manner than Emily. Okay. In the end, it makes perfect sense that these two concurrent stories are so similar because they're related by blood. It's also a freak of destiny that Jessie would one day belong to her owner's son, though we never get to see the mom's reaction to seeing Jessie again. This was probably indifferent and believed it to be a different version of the same toy. How would you respond if you saw your child with a toy that looked like the one that you had as a kid? Your first assumption probably wouldn't be that they're the exact same toy. I don't know. What do you think of that? I think this guy need to be banned from writing anything <laughs> more about Pixar. Uh, just take away his computer. Just stop him from doing this. Yeah, you know, in a way, I can kind of see his point. You know, it's like, yeah, the hats match and stuff. We never really know it doesn't even Andy's quite mom's match. name, you know. Um, they look similar in color. It, it, similar in color, the, like like I said, the little sh- the, the strap. Around, she has a white strap around the middle. Yeah, he has uh, the, the strap that he has is more of a. It, it, I guess it's reddish. It, it's right. the same color as the hat. Um, and Jesse's hat's a lot more flat, whereas Andy's is more upcurved. Well, you think it might have like because uh, I know sometimes you can store hats in such a way. Or if you neglect putting it correctly, and they might don't do this guy's job for him. Don't <laughs> do, this, if you if you do that right now, you've just taken away his next post. This is all he's got. All apparently. right. Um, no, it. I I think it's it's even more incredible to assume that. Um, I, I don't know that just because uh, Andy and Jesse and all of them came from the exact same line, that wouldn't it make sense that in along with the Woody, he got the, the hat. I mean, yeah. it's, it doesn't. <sighs> so he would, he would have chosen, but why would a boy choose a girl's hat? Because I don't think this is a girl's hat. I'm looking at the hats and they're not, they're not entirely similar yeah. at all. I mean, the only thing that makes this a girl's hat is because they used it in Jesse. I, I would think if anything, it's the animators paying homage to the hat that they used back yeah. when they first started up, that back when they first made Toy Story. For anyone to think, for this guy to try and put this out there, they had Jessie and her hat in mind when they created the yeah. original Toy Story that they didn't know would go anywhere, let alone whether or not they'd get a sequel out of it. It's just yeah. bizarre. Yeah, well, well, maybe, you know, it also could be that the same guy that drew, I guess, Andy might have drawn Jessie. Yeah. And said, hey, you know, I like that hat. I'm going to yeah. use it again in this part. Yeah. Or so-and-so, my chief animator who taught me everything I know, he's the one who created that hat. I'll use that. and Yeah. There you go. No, I <laughs> I, I think it's Yeah, I'm not too sure. You know, if I saw a childhood toy that I've seen for a while, I'd probably freak out yeah. and want to keep it. <laughs> you know, and and, and yeah. really, if Pixar wanted to get that point across, wouldn't they have a scene where the mom just looked at Jesse and kind of did like a double take or something. That would really solidify it. I mean, if you get a, a moment in time where she, there's like a, you, 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 she kind of looks at the doll, but you don't realize it's a moment of recognition until you realize the whole story, you know? <laughs> and it's not that I really want to just discount what this guy does so much as, as much as it, I mean, I'll give him credit for being creative about it. Yeah, it's you know? it's being creative, but I mean, it actually spawns debate with people as to whether or not this stuff, you know, is real or not. And to me, it's just like you're taking one element of a movie that there's just no way that they even had a sequel in mind when they created the original. Right. Um, let alone to have dropped that little nugget in there that that 
you would have never saw coming otherwise. I, yeah. I just don't buy it. Well, you know, there's some people that do buy it. You know, I know that's, it, that's, that's what drives thing. me nuts about it. I'd be curious to do some research uh, before I fully buy into this to see what uh, Pixar's response is. Well, you, you're, you're, buying, you're buying into this is fake or you're buying into that uh, he's on to something? No, uh, if in order for me to... It, uh, buy into that he's onto something you know i i think i need a little more evidence you mm-hmm. know I, I need a little more uh I, i'm not willing to just go by that you know i'm going to come up with a theory that the guy who drives the, the pizza planet truck is andy's runaway dad because you never <laughs> see andy's dad and i'm just going to come up with little snippets i'm going to go watch the movie and come up with little snippets that support that position just for the sake of it because why is the pizza planet truck just keep showing up unless he's checking up on Andy. Yeah, there you that, go. That, there you go. That's boom done. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe maybe the reason why the, the, the dad's not there is because maybe the mom had like an affair with the Pizza Planet guy. Oh, there you go. That's why he keeps showing up. That <laughs> you just one up me, Cap. We need to start our own blog. There you go. We could do that, man. You know, I just I just saw that. And I was like, I need a little more inf- inf- and I need a little more evidence. I want I want to hear what what, the, what it actually is. It you know if, if anything we could just chalk it up to mere coincidence. And I'm happy with that. I, I, I never needed to think about this. But. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. But it's like, you know, um, what, what is it? Like we said when you did those Pixar theory shows, like, you know, Disney. some Disney fans have their own way of showing their fandom, you know, and maybe this is the way this guy does it, is by trying to tie these things together. I mean, I, I don't know. I'll be curious. You know, what do you guys think? You know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners and stuff have already listened to this. Man, shoot us an email, magicrway at gmail.com. Uh, we want to hear from you and see what you think regarding this whole, this new theory, the Andy's mom theory. All right, one last thing. Um, I was listening to Kingdom Cast, guys. You know, this is one of the podcasts, that, not for the faint of heart uh, at all, but I do enjoy listening to the show. Uh, so I'll give them a little shout out. But anyway, they were talking about Universe of Energy. You know, they're doing a whole show on Universe of Energy. And they were talking about how it's a very science-based show. Okay. Um, they talk about the, the, the creation of the world starting with the Big Bang, right? I wonder if creationist people not don't go on that ride because of that. Or if there are people that are inf- offended because they suggest that. They, somebody brought that up on the show and they started kind of talking about it. They didn't really go into it in depth, but I figured I'd pose that to you. And see what you thought about that whole thing, you know? Do I think I think creationists might have a better time with the uh, with it because they show humans interacting with dinosaurs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so really, El- Ellen is our Virgin Mary yeah. <laughs> who has spawned. And nah, I'm let me stop right there before I say anything. Too. <laughs> we just we just lost our, uh, yeah. our audience member. <laughs> I'm, I'm stopping. I'm stopping. Um, but, but, you know, it's interesting when I heard them say that, I was just like, you know, I never really thought about it like that before, you know, because, yeah, it's obvious because she go, you know, they start with the whole Big Bang thing because, uh, you know, Ellen goes to that whole the ding dang, the, the wing wang, the what? Because she's wearing the earmuffs and then Bill Nye's trying to get her out of the whole scene. Yeah, but at that point, you're already on the ride. Yeah, you're on the ride. So yeah. I don't think they can do anything about it. Those poor creationists they actually have to sit there and learn. But yeah, they got <laughs> they, they to sit there, you know, they go through that whole thing. It's interesting. <laughs> You know, I guess there are people that would get offended by it, but the ride's been around for a while. Around for a while. I like the ride. I still like it. I mean, it's cool. Well, they just had a debate between Bill Nye and, and the creation. Yeah, that, yeah. That Recently, and it, man, did Bill get old, huh? Yeah, he did. Wow. But you know, the, the, and they were saying, you know, he's probably more popular now than he was when he was the science guy. 
you know, because he's ev- he's pretty much everywhere. He's always like on the TV shows as a consultant. And now that he did this whole creationist debate, I mean, he just apparently I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. But apparently, I keep hearing that he just rocked that debate. You know, <laughs> so I just I really want to uh, check that out and see what he had to say about it all. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah, yeah it's pretty interesting. So anyway, uh, there's that. You know, see, I just wanted to see what you thought about that whole thing. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Um, it, it's quite possible that people get offended, but I don't think they can go too far. <laughs> yeah, they can't really exit, you know, and they can't really get off the ride, so to speak. Um, or the the non-working dinosaurs will hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's happened. I mean, a creationist is bound to have had ridden that ride. But well, you know, maybe maybe they just fall asleep. My dad used to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best 40 minute nap that he ever took. You know, <laughs> was in that ride. You know, I was enjoying. It. I stayed awake because I liked it. But I looked over one day and he was asleep. I was like, oh. <laughs> There's a reason why we come on this ride often. <laughs> Same reason why he likes going to the uh, uh, Hall of Presidents. Oh yeah, yeah. Take a little nap. But I enjoy the Hall of Presidents. But that's another story for another day. But anyway, uh, I guess we shall move on. All right. Uh, first up, while we're here in the hub, uh, I wanted to go ahead and address a question that we had. Uh, I'd originally posed this to Kevin while we were on vacation in, in Disney World, and uh, I think we were on the bus. Oh, it was a work trip. Yeah, it was our, our field report. <laughs> <laughs> it was our podcast trip. Yeah. Um, and, and I posed this question to Kevin. We said we were going to cover it on a, a future show, and this so happens to be that future show. And the question was this. <clears throat> what job at Disney World would you most want? What job would you least want? And now, obviously... Most people might say Imagineer or something yeah. like that. But we're talking about like stuff that, you know, we're not talking about things that you need an additional. The ed- minimum wage worker in Disney World or something like minimum that. Minimum right? or somebody with minimal training. Yeah. Like, let's say you wanted to be, you wanted to be a monorail ride operator. Right. I'm sure they make you start off doing something else before they just shove you behind right. a monorail. But you learn on the job. I don't think you need to go to college well. in order to learn how to run the monorail. Um, so something with minimal training that you can do. Yeah. So... Um, yeah. Should we start with the the least wanted job? Yeah. Why don't we start off with the least wanted job? Kevin, what is your least wanted job at Disney World? Food service. That is exactly what I was thinking really? as well. And yes. it, this is only because I, mean, I worked at food service. I mean, I, I, I slung beignets mm-hmm. for most of my undergraduate. And, you know, it's it's a good job. It keeps you busy. You don't necessarily have to talk to the public. Mm-hmm. But it's constantly indoors. You know, like I remember there were days when I'd walk in in the morning and then by the time I walked out, it was like nighttime. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel like I lost a whole day just because I didn't get a chance to experience outside at all. Mm-hmm. I was stuck inside a kitchen or whatever in the back room or whatever else, you know, just, you know, almost never had my head up or anything else mm-hmm. to just enjoy life a little bit. You know, when you look in the faces of those workers back there in that kitchen preparing this food, there is not an ounce of magic in their eyes yeah you know the they're one, working i yeah. mean they're working hard and uh, they've got to be when when their shift is done their clothes have got to be saturated and and, and sweat and, <laughs> and grease and grease uh, whatever and else smelling sauces. like french fries yeah. uh, you know that's i'll give you the the one that really hammered that point home to me was the uh the fish and chips um Oh, the cart, yeah. And the the cart over in uh, England. Yes. Oh, my God. I looked at that place, looked like a sweat box. And we went there in nice weather. Can you imagine what that's like? Oh, in in the summer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Those poor people in there. And And there were the costumes and everything. So you just can only imagine. Oh, sweat's got to be. 
pouring yeah. off of you. I mean, it's just a little thing, and they have like four or five people stuffed in there. Right, right, oh, right. And they be- got to be busy because it's one of the busiest carts. Yeah, you know, in Epcot or World Showcase, there. You know, everybody, everybody. There's always a line for the fish and chips. Yeah. You most usually any food service, I would not want to work, but particularly that one, because I mean, like, think about like, um, like, like, let's say you work in counter service, like, counter service at Cosmic Rays. At least you're inside. Yeah, at least you're inside. You know, and, and there's air, air conditioning around. Um, in yeah. that little car, I, I don't even know. I'm sure there's some kind of air conditioning that they have, but some kind should, of airflow, probably a fan or something. Yeah, but surely not a lot. You could probably say the same for a lot of those uh, little uh, tent booth things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Kakigori cart or mm-hmm. like the wine cart guys. Uh, um, but wine's easy. You just pour wine. Yeah, you just pour wine. Yeah, that's true. Any that's of those drink that. carts or anything, that doesn't quite... Those people are working with, with the fryer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, the fried fish and the fries and the chips, I guess. You I, I defy you to pick a worse place to do counter <laughs> service than that little sweat box yeah. that they have over there in England. Well, I could see that. What about the, fry, the old fry cart in Frontierland? It's almost kind of the same thing, yeah? That little wagon that looks like it's stuck in the mud? A bit, I suppose. I don't know. But, I mean, it's only like really like... I mean, granted, it's not... as No, I take that back because it's not as open as the fry, the fish chip place. Yeah. It, there's it, only a couple little windows. And and not only that, I mean, but there's not that big of a demand. Like, the fish and chips thing is huge. Yeah, that's true. You can yeah. get french fries anywhere. Right. I mean, there's not that kind of a demand. And is I don't think there's that many people gathered in that one little cart. No, no, you're probably right. You're probably I mean, right. Yeah, I think they probably have more air conditioning than the uh, the fish and chip people. Because I think the, that kitchen seems a little more wide open. Yeah, it, it, look, it, the, if, if the people in the fish and chips, if one of them has gas, the rest of them are all going <laughs> to <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely close quarters. But, yeah. you know, as, good as, as hard as they work, you know, there's, I remember there's a time where there's like the food service impressed me completely not that they the counter service that is not that they, they don't go to do a good job not do a good job now i just i'm just thinking it, i remember it being better because mm-hmm. it's like once i ordered it, i probably didn't wait as long mm-hmm. for my food to come up you know and a lot of times and i remember sometimes that happened on our trip it would take a little longer i mean i'm totally changing topic but just i just as a little aside you know yeah um uh, um but yeah it's, i just remember getting my food quicker at a counter service thing it just seems like everything was uh up and ready to go, but maybe because the the menu was is, wasn't as limited then, as it is. I mean, it wasn't as varied then as it is now. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot more different uh, offerings that you can get at the counter service places. Where back then, a lot of times it was like you know hamburger, cheeseburger, mm-hmm. you know chicken strips. Uh, I forget what else. It wasn't that much. Mm-hmm. You know, from my, a salad. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So I guess there was a lot less prep for the different. Uh, uh, off food offerings, but anyway, I digress. But yeah, definitely food service is, is bottom on my list, uh, and I guess more specifically counter service. Yeah, counter service. You know, absolutely. The sit down service, I, I could, so I could kind of do that, but I, I'm not a wait, wait, waiter, waiter type. So that'd be like my second to worst one. I wouldn't want to do. I'd rather like do the little snack carts with the popcorn or the uh, or the ice cream bars or something like that, rather than do that little the 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 what you call it, hamburger French fry. Type it, yeah. Places. But um all right, but clearly and, and and unless somebody can write in and tell us we're wrong and they've got a better suggestion, clearly to me that is bottom rung, worst of the worst. Is there any of that for any personal reasons? Like you know, some people might be like, Hey, you know, I would I would like to do that. Yeah. But you personally like, yeah, that just would not appeal to me. Anything like that? Um let's see. Any anything Like, let me give you mine. Yeah, go, say, ahead, like, go ahead. I would not want to be a bus driver. 
Really? At Walt Disney World to save my life. Just would yeah. not want to do it. Would not. I mean, I don't like driving a group of people as is. Yeah. Let alone because to me, if you're a, if you're a bus driver, and you're I mean, you know how those people pack into that bus. Right. I mean, you can get like fifty people. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm exaggerating. I don't know how many people do you think you can fit in a bus. Maybe forty. Uh, forty. Yeah. Comfortably. Somewhere, yeah. Somewhere in that number, you get them all packed in there like that. I mean, you're going back and forth. You can only look on to the Magic Kingdom. You can't actually step inside. Right, right. You know, it's such a tease. I mean, to me, like, if I was working for Disney, it'd have to be in the park itself Mm -hmm. to at least experience the atmosphere, at least hear the music or something. Yeah. You know, riding on that bus here in the same spiel all the time. Yeah. yeah, we're approaching this. That would drive me nuts after a while. One fender bender, and you're probably fired because yeah. you're going to get forty lawsuits. <laughs> but you know, as uh, as, as you know, bus driver, I'd probably if I did it, I'd probably want to take it back to the days where I actually talked to the people that were in the bus. You know, versus playing the uh, the pre-recorded stuff that they do now. Yeah, and, and I understood why. They, uh, to me, that was just like a way of making your job fun for yourself. Yeah, because otherwise, it's the most monotonous. You know, thing in the world that you can do, and the only thing you can do is really if if you screw up slightly, that can result in your termination. I mean, name yeah. another job where like you know if 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 you're if you're working food service and you accidentally drop some guys you know fish and chips, okay, I'm so sorry, sir. You get another fish and chips. If you actually accidentally like rear end a car, yeah. <laughs> You've got 40 people back there all, oh, Disney. Right, right, <laughs> you know, right. They're waiting to, to call their lawyer. So right. it's, such a, uh, it's such a thankless position to be in, too. Most people don't even acknowledge you. You know, there's a point in time where uh, I wanted to be a bus driver at Disney World. I could see that at one point because it looked like they were having the time of their life. All right, now, right. Not so much. Yeah. yeah. I guess the job for me would be custodial. Anything custodial? See, yeah. I actually thought about that as a dream job, but then I realized, ah, well, somebody vomits, you got to go clean it well, up. Well, that's my thing. I don't want to clean bathrooms. Yeah, I don't exactly. want to clean up after throw up. I don't want to deal with a dirty diaper if yeah. somebody drops one or poop. Ex- well, that's you what know. I was thinking. Like, well, it's like maybe just a, a street sweeper. I mean, they, they surely don't make them clean the bathrooms, but then you got the horses on the parade route. Nah, I can't right. have that. I think those guys rotate like a lot of uh, jobs do at Disney World, you know? <laughs> um yeah, I, custodial is one of those. It's like you know, I wouldn't mind doing it because I get to be outside a lot and mm-hmm. I get to interact with the public. But then I got to do the dirty side of the job, which is the garbage cans and all that kind of stuff. And right. on a hot Florida sunny day, you know, a lot of that stuff kind of ferments. And yeah, I really don't want to. I don't want. I'm you know, I have to do it at home, and that's about the extent I want to deal with it all. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to do any more than I have to <laughs> with that. So, all right. So, what would be the job you'd most want? The job I most want, um, I was having trouble trying to narrow it down, but I guess I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind being a tram driver or just in trams. Yeah, you like the driving thing. Yeah, I do like the driving thing, you know. It keeps me moving, you know, I I don't have to walk, you know. Every now and then, I guess I get a little air conditioned when I'm driving the thing, and Mm -hmm. then every now and then I get to ride in the back of the tram and talk to the guests, the public. I get to do a little spiel action, mm-hmm. you know, and I get to get off the tram every now and then and talk to people. Kind of like what the monorail people do, you know, they kind of rotate through all the different positions and stuff. Yeah. 
you know. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'd, I wouldn't mind being a tram guy, you right. know, because I thought about it. I was like, oh, I want to do an attraction. It's like, oh, I don't want to do an attraction. It's almost like food service, but not as messy where you're you're basically trapped indoors a lot. Yeah. And then you got to, you know, you got to figure out who goes where, how many people are in a party. You got to mm-hmm. place them in the right spot. Then you push the green button and then they go and then you do it. And it's over and over and over yeah, and over nah, again. I was ahead you know? of those people. They skipped. and Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, you skipped me. I don't, I didn't want to do that. It would burn you out of your favorite attraction if you have to hear it all the time. Yeah. All yeah, the yeah. time. You just, you'd lose it. I guess I, you know, I wouldn't, because I, I guess I like the tram thing because uh, there is the definite spiel. And the spiel does change, mm-hmm. you know, depending. Of course, you got your certain things about where people parked and all that kind of business. But, you know, as far as events that you may want to report, yeah, you can definitely do that, nice. you know. Um, monorail, uh, I thought about monorail too, but it's like, you know, you can't really open the window on the monorail and just kind of drive around. I guess maybe the drivers can, but I've never seen that. No happen you know like at least with the the tram I'm, i get to be outside a little bit mm-hmm. you know i get to f- get to feel the heat see the sun experience the rain if it rains you know but i get my little cover you know in the back of the tram or inside the cab and besides that the truck that pulls the tram looks like the little oscar wiener mobile <laughs> <laughs> so that would just amuse me and i always wanted to do a little honk honk that they do when they pull off you know <laughs> they say driver we're all clear honk honk uh, and they take yeah. off you know i always wanted to do that uh so that seems like fun you know, nice. and be able to do those turns, those sharp turns like they do, <laughs> you know, and I wouldn't mind doing trams at any of the parks. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's what I would do. You know, I think that'd be, that'd be a hoot. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while, but I, I think I figured out the perfect job for me to have over there. Really? I want to do, I want to, I want to be one of the hosts or what you call the, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess the tour guides. I want to be a tour guide for the behind-the-scenes tours. Oh yeah, there you go. You know, because you get to go backstage, you yep. get to show people, you get to you get to tell them about the history of the park. You get to learn more about the yep. history of the park. Uh, you go outside. You 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 yep. you're constantly moving around. You get to sit on the bus as you go in transport. So you get some air conditioning that way. I mean, so you're you're constantly. You know, you get to sit, you get to stand, you get to interact with the guests. Right. The guests that you're interacting with are all happy. Right. You know, because they're, they're paying to take this tour because they're all Disney nuts because they want to know about the history mm-hmm. of the park. And there you are to tell them. And, you know, I think that would be like, I want to know about all that stuff. And I'm a fan. Uh-huh. And just to be able to learn all that stuff and tell that to a, a group of people, take their questions, yep. answer them, and, you know, ha- spend a whole day doing that, that... That to me would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, not not to, to, to rain on your parade. I was just curious. I wonder how much you can deviate from whatever you're supposed to do on the backstage tour, like the scripts, so to speak. Oh, I'm sure you can deviate a lot. I'm sure that you know you get your your spots that you're supposed to hit and your information that you're going to get. But I mean, you got to imagine the first thing that they do is like, okay, well. Anybody had any main questions? Right. Every single time they're going to open that up for questions. So right. I mean, I've never had one yet left yet where they're like, well, sir, I don't know the answer to that. And how dare you ask? Yes. Yeah. We can't, we can't get into that. I can't divulge company yeah. secrets or anything like yeah, that. So, I mean, you can, as long as you're giving information, I mean, you can go ahead and, and tell them anything you want to know. And then you're going to have people ask you questions mm-hmm. and you'll have to, you know, oh, think on this, think on the fly. I mean, that, that to me would be a lot of fun. Just say, yeah. like, oh wow, I don't know that. I'll find that out for you. Or, right. you know, just being like, oh okay, yeah, I do know that one. Yeah, that's that's this, this, and this. I mean, I, I we've went on like t- what 
two or three tours. I can't mm-hmm. remember. And every single time we've done it, it's just been a blast. And See, that's a thing I haven't done yet. So maybe the next podcast trip we'll have to plan one because I've okay. never I've never done a tour. Absolutely. And, and every once in a while, like I think when we were there last time, you could blend in with one of the tour groups. And right. I heard the the woman talking. There was one thing that she said, and I'm like, Wait, what was the rest of that? I wanted to, I wanted to hear that. That, right. that sounded really cool. So um so yeah no I would absolutely want to do that that's cool you know I just I just thought another reason why I wouldn't mind being a tram driver because of course they gotta um um of course they gotta work the parking lots too mm-hmm. so I want to make sure that people walk on the raw the correct side of the parking lane <laughs> you know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah it's like when they tell you to par- uh, walk on the other side of the cars so that you don't get hit mm-hmm. but there's still some people that walk in the lane where there's cars coming. It d- doesn't make sense to me at all. Mm-hmm. You know, you have perfectly l- good lane next door to you that you can walk to the tram and not get run over by a car that's coming in the park. You know, I want to be able to enforce that. <laughs> because I, I remember when they used to enforce it a lot more than they do now. It's just, I just, I see so many people walk on the wrong side and it's like, why are you walking? There's cars coming. You're going to get hit. Why not? I'm over here. I'm just strolling along with a stroller. No car is going to hit me because they're not letting any cars down this lane. I'm safely going to the tram. You, you know, you, you like to play Russian roulette or something. I don't know. Maybe I get hit today. Maybe I don't. Uh, but anyway, that's another reason why I wanted to be a tram driver. So, you know, I, could, I get to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, I guess we could lead us to our, our, our next question. Something that we got posed by a listener that we didn't get a chance to answer on the last, uh, our last show. And uh, the question was, well, one of our listeners, Lee again, and uh, he posed us the question of this. Um, what is a souvenir you always get when you visit the world? For me, it's Mickey boxer shorts. The wife always gets a Christmas ornament. The kids get training pins. So the question is, you know, every time you go to uh, make a trip to Disney World, what is one souvenir? Or and I guess not, it doesn't have to be one, but what's a souvenir that you always Make sure that you get. I have two. Mm. If, if I'm being honest, yeah, a shirt. I always make. Uh, I, always, I always make sure I get a shirt, and generally, it's either the Haunted Mansion or Kilimanjaro Safaris, just because Haunted Mansion is my favorite ride. Kilimanjaro Safaris always, to me, has the coolest shirts because they're like the one shirt that you can get. Where if somebody looked at, it, they're like, they don't know it's a Disney shirt. Right, it's a Disney shirt. Right, yeah, it's like, oh, there's a, yeah. What if you're being dishonest? What would you get? (laughs) (laughs) If I was being dishonest, the truth of the matter is, and and this is really what I aim for every single time I go there, is I I, I like books on on the parks, the people who who created the parks. I love the books and the DVDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The behind the scenes stuff. Every time we go there, I make it a point to look to see if anything new's come out. The problem is in that today's day and age, I mean, you don't have to go to the parks anymore to get the things that you want to get. Right. And whereas that was always something I would check, and that used to be something where the only place you could get that is at Disney. Mm -hmm. Well, now with the internet, I mean, a book comes out, you can go ahead and special order it, and there you go. You've got it. Right. So, like, the joy of going, like, when when Disney released the book on the different mountains. Right. I had that pre-ordered for yeah. weeks before that, and, and I, it, it was sent over to me. Now when I go there, it's more like as a checklist. It's like, have it, have it, have it, have it, have it, have yeah. it. Okay, cool. I can move on now. But that's really, like, that's the one thing I'm always drawn to checking every single time I go there is I have to check at the writer's stop or at um, 
Arma- Art of Animation. They right. always have those those uh, the books and um, that you can check out. So I mean, yeah, that's that's really what I look for. But what I usually end up with is always you know a, a shirt from either the Haunted Mansion yeah. or Kilimanjaro Safaris. Yeah, that's cool. I, you know, I just started getting into books, so I'll probably start going on that path as well. But books, DVDs, and music as well. But that, yeah. again, music's another one where it's just like. Yeah. Own it, own it, own it. Yeah, the, the the two main things, though, that I like to get, um, number one, I always check for the latest version of the, the Disney World, I guess, soundtrack CDs. Like yeah. the, like the, in the vein is like the, uh, the, um, the Four Parks, One World CD, that kind of thing. You know, right. I like to get the soundtrack of all the attractions in every park. And so I like to make sure I got the latest one. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I always almost check to make sure that I have is like if I'm staying at a new resort, or um, doing a new dining experience or something, I want to make sure I have pins from that. Because I'm more of a pin collector mm-hmm. than a trader. I don't trade the pins. I buy them and I want to keep them, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, um, the first time I stayed at the comp- Contemporary, I bought a Contemporary pin. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Polynesian. I bought a Polynesian pin, you know? I try to get uh, pins and stuff that reflect things that I've done. So, if there's a new attraction or a ride or something that opens up, then I'll go on that and I'll buy a pen, you know, just to commemorate that, yeah, I went on it, you know, I experienced it. Um, every night, yeah, I don't really collect the year pens. Like, they always come out with, like, the 2004 pen or 2010 pens, you know, 2014 season pens, along with their whole uh, promotion thing. Um, but, yeah, I like to collect things that are a little bit more personal. Like, if we stay at Art and Animation, I'll probably get a pen because I don't have a pen for that. Mm-hmm. And I won't get a pen just to have it, you know. And I'll only get pens if I experienced it, mm-hmm. you know. Um like for Welcome Home Wednesdays, and granted this was free, but I got a pen celebrating Welcome Home Wednesdays. You know, I don't. That's a pen that I don't have, so I try to keep all the pens in my collection uh, personal. Like I won't go buy. I have never stayed at the Grand Floridian. I'm not going to buy a Grand Floridian pen. Right. You know, because I. Or even if I buy it, like I think I might have bought a Grand Floridian pen only because the only contemporary pen at the time was in a pack of the monorail line pins, you know, so I had to get the Polynesian, the contemporary and the Grand Floridian. Um, so I think I bought it, but I, I don't put it in my book yet unless I stayed, you know, I'm, I'm just that kind of weird about it and all, but those are definitely two things that I get, you know, um, anything else could be like line up. Like I might buy some stuff for my kids or whatever else, maybe some games, mm-hmm. maybe a t-shirt. Usually I'll buy t-shirts when I spill something on the shirt that I brought, <laughs> which happened a couple of times over Thanksgiving, you know, I spilled coffee on myself. So I had to buy a new shirt or um, I ran out of clothes because I didn't, you know, I didn't pack enough. So I buy a new shirt, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. That's, or underwear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's just on the side. It's not nothing necess- necessary that I always look for. So I always look for, yeah, the, the, the theme park recording, soundtrack, and a pin appropriate to my stay. All right, man. One other thing I want to discuss uh, here is the whole Casey Jr. thing, man. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yes, I have. Yeah, they basically took out the bleachers and they took out the little TV screen um, uh, that used to have uh, the uh, Goofy Plays Baseball and all those different kind of cartoons and stuff on there. Um, they got rid of all that, got rid of that paint scheme, and they got a new paint scheme, and now they just you know put new more tables, pe- places for people to sit and eat, you know? Well, I guess from like a utilitarian standpoint, that's a good idea because there's more opportunities for people to sit in something normal chair rather than just sitting in like these bleacher, pseudo bleacher things. But I know I'm going to kind of miss that little element 
uh, of uh, that little, I guess that little tree development where you buy a hot dog at Casey's and then you go sit in the bleachers and like you're, as if you're watching a baseball game, you know, like you're having a, a hot dog at the ballpark kind of deal, you know, mm-hmm. granted a lot of times, you know, I, I didn't really utilize it for that. I, I use it mostly as like a shortcut, <laughs> you know, when I'm trying to go down main street and trying to avoid all the photo pass people that are taking pictures and stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, I, that was just a neat little detail. You know, how many restaurants have that where you buy a hot dog and you can sit in a baseball bleacher, you know? Not many. Yep. That's crazy though. Cause, uh, that, that means we were lied to last time we were there. We yeah. Told, we told the renovations had nothing to do with that. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. You're right. Mm-hmm. We, we said it was just routine maintenance. Like, yeah. you know, cause it gets dirty because of the summer months and now that they have no more bleachers or big, uh, like the screen's gone too, right? Yeah. The screen's gone too. Yeah. I guess that was dirty. So they got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of the bleachers, you know, people just leaving stuff in the bay. We know baseball stadiums get nasty. Maybe they'll make that a counter service restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, well, I mean, you can still get the same hot dog, you know, if you, if you want one, but you just don't get the luxury of the bleacher experience. Yeah. I'm a little bit more concerned about the uh, the filling in of the moats that they're doing in the hub. Yeah, um, yeah. You told me about this before we started recording. What, yeah, it's, what is that all about? Well, they're saying that the, it's the part by Tomorrowland Terrace and yeah. the other part by uh, by Casey by Casey by Casey's. Yeah, yeah is is going to be where they're going to start filling in, kind of enlarge the hub a little bit, so uh-huh. that way you know you have increased uh, viewing of like the fireworks the and the parades and fireworks, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit more worried about that because I like the idea of the running water throughout the the hub. The hub's almost like a um, like they say, it's like a spoke of a wheel, and there's it's like a little island. Out. Yeah, yeah, there's running it's like a all island, yeah. throughout the hub. So I mean, to to lose half of that, it seems oh man, that that I don't like the idea. For more of viewing, all. I mean, yeah, it does get congested, but I, I always thought it got congested because of the photo pass things. You know, people just. Uh, photo pass people in the middle of the streets and yeah. there's lines behind them waiting to take pictures and mm-hmm. so yeah people sound balloons so it's like automatically it just congests mm-hmm. because there's obstacles in the way you know it's like you have a you have a river and there's a bunch of rocks and stuff and the river's flowing but you know you get all these disturbances and little eddies and all these different kinds of things yeah i wonder what they're gonna do with those areas man if what are they gonna implement like a fast pass thing uh, for those special viewing areas, you know, if I want to, like, kind of like what they do with illuminations, you know. That like, when Fast Pass first came out, like the Fast Pass Plus, especially, it's like, all right, I can see how this could be fun, but now it's gotten to the point where I'm, I'm starting to not like all these experiences that they're making yeah. Fast Pass Plus experiences. Yeah. Oh well, so be it. <laughs> I guess <laughs> we'll see what it. happens. You know, nothing we can do about it now. Yes, well, once again, you hear that music, and you know what that means. Time for me to go to the bathroom. Yes, time for me to go to the bath. Time for you to go to the bathroom. Time for me to <laughs> start ordering some food so we can eat before our next recording. I was going to say, why are you following me to the bathroom? I have no idea, but, you know, <laughs> I, I, maybe I have to go to the bathroom, too. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I guess, you know, I should probably pre-record this stuff, because I basically say the same thing over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe there's something, you know, unique about... It's maybe like the old-timey commercials. And stuff where they used to, like, when you watch TV and they used to do the commercials live right there. Yeah. And maybe it's something like that. Maybe, maybe that's why I keep reading them over and over again. Because maybe something different will happen. Okay. You know? Uh, who knows? Maybe not. Maybe Wait. this one will be shorter than usual. Be different. Yeah, I'll be different. Magicourway at gmail.com. Send us whatever you want to send us. Whether it be a field report of your own if you happen to be in the world. Um, any comments, suggestions for shows, this, that, the other. Whatever. You know, you could throw that all into our inbox. 
Also, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Um, regardless of what medium you download our show on, whether it's uh, iTunes or a Stitcher or BlackBerry, Xbox Lives, whatever, if you have the ability to leave us a rating and a review, man, please do so. That can only help us. You know, uh, that could only help us in some way. I don't know exactly how, but I guess it gets the word out that we're we're here. Or just we, tell a friend. Yeah, or you could do, you know you just tell a friend, and maybe they'll tell other friends that are dizzy. Uh, uh, people and, and hopefully they'll we'll, we can grow that way. You know mm -hmm. that works too. Um, I guess I could talk about the YouTube the Keek thing, but we haven't really gotten that implemented. And the website thing is kind of a standstill because we've both been busy. busy, and we're still trying to figure out how to make it look. <laughs> we're having trouble. We're not, I'm not exactly a web design guy, you know. So I don't. And you're better at it than I am. Yeah, I'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to look at it. But, but you know, we'll have some way because I do want to get that thing where people can go to our website, click a button on their computer, and using their own computer and microphone, just record and leave us like a voicemail. Because that would be kind of cool to hear um, voices and stuff from our listeners and everything else. That would be yeah. kind of neat. You know, instead of reading an email, they could actually read us what they would have written in their email. What would you call our listeners? I don't know. The, the Moe's? <laughs> the mowers? And the mowers? <laughs> <laughs> Be a mower. <laughs> yeah, like like be a mow. Be a mower, mulch sweat and shear kind of guy. Which be I don't know. I don't yeah. mower mower. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I, that's a good question. Be a mow. I like BMO. BMO, but BMO. You can <laughs> the t-shirts could be like a letter B and a letter M, -M, -M and then M O W. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the listeners can come up with something. What do you want? What do you guys want to be called? The followers of Mows or Mowers. Mows or Mowers. Or if you have something better, <laughs> we'll entertain that too. <laughs> um, what, are, what? You guys, the guys that enjoy listening to us. You know, what do you? Well, we need we need a name for you guys. I think that way we can refer to you whenever. But anyway, um, if you had that, you know how to get in touch with us. If you forgot, just rewind a little bit and I say it. Or listen to any other show because I say the same thing too. <laughs> um, oh, happy Mardi Gras. Laissez le bon temps rouler. Laissez le bon temps rouler. For those that are coming to New Orleans, um, I hope you, hopefully you have a safe Mardi Gras. Don't do anything stupid. You know, the beads are cheap, the doublings are cheap, the liquor is, is sometimes cheap, and everything else can be kind of cheap. <laughs> but you don't need to hurt your leg or get your foot run over or anything or do something stupid for a bead, like show your stuff. Don't end up on YouTube don't or up YouTube. anything uh, worse than YouTube. Girls gone wild at Mardi Gras. <laughs> don't do that either, guys. Do they uh, still make those? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I haven't heard, seen any commercials for us. So I, I guess that guy went to jail or something. I heard that too. But, you know, that's, that's a different topic for another show <laughs> but anyway happy mardi gras guys uh my name is kevin and i'm danny Quaharini. magic out <laughs> yeah i gotta figure out a more organic way of getting that in there <laughs> it's like my name's kevin i'm danny and you should go mad i'm just using that i like the the, the demonstration of go <laughs> yeah